Hi, I'm Jay Frosting, and you're listening to Misgender, a continuously updated documentary about my close friend Ashley's perspectives on being transgender and her ups and downs as she transitions. I'm mostly here to ask the right questions and learn things as Ashley reboots her life. We welcome your questions and comments on each episode at misgender.com, on Twitter at misgender, or you can email misgenderpodcast at gmail.com. You're listening to the audio version of this episode, but we also have a video version that you can watch or subscribe to by visiting iTunes or misgender.com and finding this episode, No More Miss Nice Girl, which was published August 6th, 2012. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Jay. What the hell is up with your parents? They're such goofballs, right? <laughs> I don't... There's an inconsistency there. I mean, I know why that... Why don't you... Why don't you, um... Review a little bit for the audience. Yeah, sure, I can do that. So... My parents came to visit this past weekend, and just uh, Friday through Sunday, roughly. So, like, Friday they got in around 2 o'clock, and Sunday they left around lunchtime. So, mm -hmm. but they were also staying with me because I have a guest room at my place. Mm -hmm. So, that was just, you know, making things extra interesting. Because they got to see you in your negligee? Why? No, because if they were to stay at a hotel, it would sort of offer a natural respite because they would go back to the hotel at the end of the night or whatever. And then maybe the next morning, I would see them at, I don't know, 9 or 10 at the earliest? Or I'm just kind of guessing okay. here. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But this way, yeah. So That makes sense. Yeah, so they were here for the weekend, and they haven't really been that supportive of my transition, and so I was not looking forward to the visit. Mm-hmm. And they bumped it up from what uh, their visits normally happen in the fall. Right, right. And so you were kind of suspicious why they would have changed uh, the tradition. I wouldn't say suspicious necessarily. You, I was you, well. I was curious why they would do yeah. that. Well, you thought that there might be a reason that was related to your transition. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that there would be a reason, and the most likely reason being my transition, I guess, but... Mm -hmm. But yeah, so they, I mean, because last time they came in October, but this time, and I think the time before it was October, because they usually come visit mm -hmm. about once a year, and I visit them a couple of times. And of course, being that I live in Dallas, July is right. pretty warm this time of year. Why don't you tell me what your plans were and your expectations? Okay, sure, sure. When they came to visit last time, I had a barbecue on the Saturday they were here, and invited a bunch of friends and such. But my parents pretty much consistently called me by the wrong name and the wrong pronouns, which is embarrassing even on its face, but especially so amongst my friends, and amongst my friends, some of whom had only known me as Ashley. Mm -hmm. So they had outed me. Mm -hmm. So this time around, I was thinking, ah, let's not take that chance, because... It, it would just be too embarrassing to have that process go through again. Okay. And your parents have been pretty clear about their intentions to only call you by your birth name. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they they have been calling me by a childhood nickname. Uh, right. Smokes uh, okay, books. Yeah, fair enough. Although that seems to be mostly my dad, sometimes my mom. But yeah, mm. so. So no barbecue. Right. So no no barbecue. So this year I figured, well, I'll just... Maybe we'll go out to dinner one night, say the Friday night. Of course, on the Saturday, we could go out to dinner again. 
But I was thinking, well, given that they may refer to me with the wrong pronouns at the restaurant and out me there, if I just have dinner at home, that would lessen that chance, too. Okay. So that's why I decided to do. I decided to make dinner on the Saturday, just have dinner with the three of us, my mom, dad, and me, and then on the Friday, we could go out to dinner somewhere. Okay. So on Friday, uh, we went out to a restaurant. I made reservations, and I specifically chose a place that I hadn't been to before that I wasn't a regular, but for which I had heard good things about the restaurant. Yeah. I didn't want to choose a restaurant at which I would recognize the servers or vice versa because my parents would likely out me. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Right. Okay. So I wanted it to be good food, but at the same time, a place that I hadn't been before. I should mention perhaps a bit of background that I sent my parents a letter sort of at the end of May in which I asked them to call me Ashley and yeah. use female pronouns and so on. We can, and uh, if viewers or listeners haven't heard all about that, it's on the episode uh, directly previous, this one. Yeah. So, and one of the things I mentioned that in that letter was the anecdote about how when they came to visit in October and there was the barbecue and, well, hey, that was really kind of mortifying when you'd out me in front mm -hmm. of my friends. With having said that part, as we were headed to the restaurant on Friday, I mentioned to my parents... Um, it would mean a lot to me if you would refer to me with female pronouns. Did you just say that out of the blue as the beginning of a conversation? or? So we were driving to the restaurant, and it's maybe 20 minutes away, so not too far, but far enough that we had time to chat and stuff. So that's when I mentioned to them it would mean oh. a lot to me if you would refer to me with female pronouns. Okay. Not just in general, but at the restaurant. Well, that's, that's kind of the thing, is that my intention was to convey well kind of in general but perhaps especially in terms of the restaurant okay naturally it's embarrassing when they use the wrong pronouns for me but it's especially embarrassing when it's in front of someone who is not aware that i'm trans right after i mentioned that to my mom and dad while we're in the car uh my dad said to me oh do you know anyone there and i said no i i don't think so but Mm -hmm. I may come across <laughs> someone I've seen before. It's possible. And I didn't think much about it at the time because I was thinking, well, that's kind of an odd thing to ask. It almost sounds like a non sequitur, yeah. Yeah, but it seems like my dad is kind of learning, if you will, just based off of patterns and mm -hmm. sort of almost like a Pavlovian response or something where <laughs> okay. he knows that X is embarrassing, but he doesn't seem to realize why it's embarrassing just here's sort of like the cause and there was this effect kind of thing mm -hmm. speaking of the 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 barbecue with right with my friends and so, when you mentioned in the letter that it was uh, mortifying at the barbecue you you didn't say it would be mortifying with anybody you said it would it was mortifying because these were my friends and some of whom had only known me as ashley uh i said it was mortifying when they would refer to me with uh, male pronouns in front of my friends right okay I mean, if, if we're being real specific and slicing and dicing as a computer might, as a learning machine might, uh, maybe that context is particularly important to your dad. I mean, and, and I did add, as far as in that letter, especially among those friends who have only known me as Ashley. Right. So when my dad asked me that about if I would know anyone there, I didn't, I didn't really realize at the time. But in retrospect, he's probably thinking, oh, it's embarrassing if we out her in front of people 
that only know her as Ashley, but not realizing it that it's embarrassing either way. Okay. So anyway, so we're, we're at the restaurant, and it turns out my dad only used pronouns to refer to me once during the meal. Okay. Yeah, I think it was where we had ordered our drinks, and the server comes with the tray with the drinks, and who had them were low, that such and such kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And my dad says, oh, uh, that that would be his, I think. So, oh. yeah, he fucked it up. Okay. So also, you were drinking Merlot. Uh, no, it's like a, I was actually drinking Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay, okay, okay. Because we will not be drinking any fucking Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a really good movie. Last by time the way. I watched that movie, your parents were in the room. Yeah, that may be my favorite Paul Giamatti movie. That's fair. And and perhaps my favorite movie with Lowell from Wings. Yes. <laughs> Much better than, was it Spider-Man 3? Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, so yeah, my dad messed up my pronouns at the restaurant, and I thought, well, that did a whole heck of a lot of good mentioning right. those things on the way Because it, it had been within 20 minutes that you asked. As far as... And be- he didn't necessarily say yes or no. He followed up with, will you know anybody there? Right, right. So it was kind of a, ambiguous in, in that sense. I mean, it, it was probably a little more than 20 minutes just given that... We had to drive and then okay. park the car no and blah, blah, blah. Say half an hour. I don't know. So I was kind of discouraged at that point because it seemed like I had specifically asked them. I mean, not not only in the letter, but also just right then and there in case they had slipped their mind or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that, that went nowhere. And then uh, after dinner, we came home and my parents and I uh, chatted a bit around the dining room table. And my mom especially would just continuously call me by the wrong name. Mm-hmm. And I would, and each time I would say, uh, please don't call me that. And then I would yeah. continue with whatever the rest of the conversation was. Uh, That's got to be exhausting. Yes. In fact, I, I, I took tally of the number of times they called me by the wrong name and used the wrong pronouns. In fact, there is an app for that. <laughs> not specifically for maybe the pronouns but for tallying things one i use is called uh scorekeeper which is actually very nicely designed all right nice at any rate um so friday evening uh keeping in mind that um they got in around 3 p.m and mm-hmm. they they call me by the wrong name 18 times and by the and use the wrong pronouns for me seven times just by way of comparison for our audience's benefit i already told you about this but uh a week or two previously we had a bunch of friends over the house um people local to san diego who we've known but they've never met each other Uh, so there are five people that came over two couples and uh and a single person who is married but anyway um so everybody introduced themselves to each other and then i was paying attention secretly just for my own benefit throughout the rest of the night nobody used anybody's first name for the rest of the night I just wanted to see if it was possible. And of course, I didn't instruct anybody to avoid using names. I just wanted to see what the normal thing to do would be. So I think that your parents, when they talk to people, are just obsessed with using their their name. It's the only thing I can conclude. I, I certainly don't do it that often. And it sounds weird when you're watching a TV show and people are always saying, especially in anime, oh, God, they use names so much. Um, but And then I texted that to you and I said, I know this does not help with your parents, but... <laughs> Just for the record, it is possible to talk to somebody without using their name. Uh, yeah. Especially if there's only three of you around the table. 
I mean, if they were, if it were my parents doing that, I would think they were doing it on purpose to annoy me. But I didn't grow up with parents who did that, so right. I mean, I think a big difference. I think part of it as well is that my, you know, the having to know the layout of my place and the dining room mm. table sort of one end, and it's roughly open planish for the middle portion. But there's the kitchen sort of twenty five feet away, maybe. Sure. And so if they, I don't know, if they want uh, another glass of wine or something, they may say, "Hello, birthday," we, blah blah blah, whatever. Or maybe that's just the way they're brought up. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's probably the latter. Yeah. I mean, either way, it it's kind of moot because it happens. And right. So yeah, my my mom, is especially, would be completely cavalier about my name and pronouns. If if I may ask, when she was speaking, did she seem like she was adding extra emphasis on your birth name, or was it just the same way that she's always done it? I think it's about the same amount that she's always done it. Okay, so just sort of careless. Yeah, careless, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, my dad, on the other hand, he would call me Snooks Pooks more often. And interestingly enough, although this happened maybe only once or twice, he would say the first syllable of my birth name and then say Snooks Pooks. Okay, okay. Which is, which is nice that it shows that he's actually trying, Right. but... To me, that's, I guess, half a loaf. And I mean, it's nice that it's it's something, but if you can yeah. substitute that, why not? Is it because he came up with Snook's books? I don't know. Or maybe because question. He, he sees Snook's books as just a temporary playful thing or something that rather than or, being... Or gender neutral. Oh, as opposed to Ashley, which... Yeah. Well, on the other hand, I mean, Ashley is usually for women, but it right, can right. be used for men as well, so... But it was your father's opinion, if I'm remembering correctly, that he'd never met anybody, never heard of a man named Ashley before. And then right. he asked your your mother, have you ever heard of a man named Ashley? And she said, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is accurate. So Friday night didn't work out so well. Right. My my mom would just, even though my dad seemed to be trying, I mean, he would still mess up a whole bunch and I would correct him. But my mom seemed to be not trying at all. It is odd that they would have different, it is, it's odd to me that they would approach it differently because you think of your parents as a single unit with yeah. the same opinions about things. Right. I mean, well, I mean, my parents, one of which is a Democrat and one's a Republican, so they don't bother to vote because they just figured they'd cancel each other out. <laughs> but if I'm thinking about the way they think of me, I would assume they were on the yeah. same page. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how this all works in their head. Other than maybe, I mean, my dad's always been very analytical and very logical. So maybe in some extent he's able to infer some of my feelings on this or I, I don't know. It is really weird though. And, and every time that they would use the wrong name, you said that you said, please call me Ashley and then continued with the conversation. What kind of reaction did you get when you would do that? Usually they would pretend that I hadn't said it. Okay. I mean, sometimes with my with my dad, especially if he screwed up and called me by my birth name in one sentence, and if I said, like, say he said, oh, may I have another glass of wine birth name? I might say something like, uh, please don't call me that. And sure, I'd be happy to pour you another glass of wine. Right. And then in the next sentence or two, he would call me Snooks Pooks. So okay. he wouldn't acknowledge that I had said it, but obviously he seemed to be hearing that I had, had said it. Yeah. 
makes me makes me rather tense to hear about that. Well, the the most odd part was with my mom toward the end of the evening on Friday, where she called me by my birth name, and I said, "Please don't call me that." And my mom said, "You may need to get used to that." And I said, "I can't." Yeah, that's not my name. Right. It's as if she thinks that she's going to outlast me, or I don't, I don't know. What did you say when she said you may need to get used to that? You said I can't, and then well, something maybe along the lines of why do you insist on calling me that? Or were you just too tired at the time? To, I was kind to of too tired at the time because, yeah. of course, my, on on the Friday, this was not they weren't here a full day. I mean, they only got here at three o'clock. And they went to bed maybe at 10.30. Okay. So in that so time it's like span... like three times an hour they called you the wrong name. Right, yeah. And admittedly, I sometimes didn't have the courage to correct them every single time. Okay. But I probably corrected them 15 of those times. Yeah. So that was just kind of exhausting for me. Mm-hmm. And so when I said I can, I just, I just kind of left it at that. Okay. But it never turned into a fight. You didn't storm out of the room. You didn't throw a glass against the wall. No, I, I, I didn't. But it was, it was, it was really exasperating because this is, this is me, and I, I don't, I don't understand what they're trying to go for. Mm -hmm. Do they think? I mean, surely they don't think that I'm going to cancel my name change or something? Because that's still that's. I mean, that's actually within a few, maybe a week of being finalized, give or take. And they knew about the, they knew about you starting that process. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I've talked to them about, okay, I've turned in this paperwork and then I've turned in this paperwork. So they're, they're pretty up to speed on the process. It may be idealistic, but I'm actually starting to think since your dad's so analytical that once he finds out that it's been officially changed, that might actually work for him. <laughs> if you show him an updated driver's license or something Oh, yeah, well, okay, I guess I call you Ashley now. Probably not, but, uh... Yeah, I... I don't... I don't know. So, given how I was frustrated with my parents, I wasn't sure how to handle things with them. So, I... I mean, I asked a few people over Twitter, like, what can I say to my parents? And some people suggested helpful things, like, tell them that... You've expressed your need to have them use your name, and if they don't do that, then, well, among other options, they could stay at a hotel. I was, I was, I wanted to say something, but at the same time, there's sort of a fine line between being stern and being a jerk. Although sometimes maybe being a jerk is the right thing. I, I or is it? Well, jerk is subjective. Being yeah, it is. Stern can, in certain situations, be the only thing that gets the point across. Right. Uh, certain personalities might see gentle reminders and politeness as a lack of commitment. I'm trying to think of a metaphor, but um, say, for example, you're at a comic book convention and you're downtown in San Diego and there's a lot of people all over the place. And there are police officers stationed at crosswalks to make sure nobody jaywalks. Okay. 
and you start to walk across because you've looked left and right and, and left again and seen that it's safe and you start to walk across even though the light's not green and the policeman said, oh, uh, I wish you wouldn't do that. Right. Um, you might think of that as more of a polite request and keep walking anyway. Because you really need to get where you're going. You know. In, in, instead of the police officer saying, hey, stop it. Yeah, no, I, I sort of see what you mean. So, I, yeah, I, I, I wanted to say something to him, and, but I, I, I wasn't sure how to create those consequences for them other than simply kicking them out of my house, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Did that seem to you like the worst thing you could do? I mean, would you, is there a middle ground of saying, go stay at a hotel tonight, but we're still going to do the stuff that we planned? Or were you talking about saying, I oh. don't want you here, you're pissing me off? I guess in my head I was thinking along the lines of, you could stay in a hotel and we'll still do the other stuff. Okay. But even then, given that they didn't have a reservation at a hotel, mm. that who knows if they would be booked or not, who knows if their rates would be bad, if they were just, you know, doing it the day of. Or am I just, see, I'm just, I'm thinking too hard, aren't I? You're just being extremely thoughtful, that's all. There's, I, I don't think I guess. you have to feel guilty about that. Yeah. So, I, to make a long story short, I, I didn't kick them out or anything. Although I was mm. really, really tempted to do something. Yeah. And, do you want to talk about Saturday? <laughs> yeah, what happened on Saturday? Did you have a, a lovely breakfast? Uh, Did you make breakfast? I, I, I offered cereal. Okay. <laughs> well, in, in my defense, I picked up my dad's favorite cereal and my mom's favorite oh, cereal. And I got adorable. some milk in the fridge, even though I don't personally drink milk, but I know that's what okay. they have with their cereal. Okay. That's extraordinarily thoughtful again. Well, I try to be a good host, even if my guests are not very nice all the time. Uh, it so happens that there's a new wine store that's opened in the area called Total Wine. Mm. Um, my dad said, well, how about if we go to Total Wine and we can pick up some wine for you? So I thought, oh, that's very nice of you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we went to the, the Total Wine store and we walk in and there's a guy wearing the uniform of the store or whatever. So he obviously works there. And my dad says, oh, Matt? Turns out this guy who happened to be the manager of the store, a guy named Matt, used to work at the Total Wine in Charlotte, where my parents live. I know! But apparently what happened was that he was, I guess, the wine manager or some higher position, but not the top position in Charlotte, and then he was promoted to be the manager manager when they opened the Dallas store. That's amazing. I know! If that happened on a sitcom, I would have been like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so... So from there, my dad and, and him kind of chat a bit, and, and Matt asks them, Oh, um, but do you live in the area? Because, of course, he, they, he just saw them in his store. They, he didn't yeah. know. And, and so my dad says, uh, Well, we don't, uh, but she does. Yay! And this is officially the first time that either of your parents use the right pronoun for you? Yes, that is really the cool. first and thus far only, but nonetheless, first time. Okay, the first part makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were, uh, I, I did a little happy dance for you when I saw that on the Twitter. I know, it was so great. I actually, I, I actually, I, I lost my breath for a while. I had to sort of 
just kind of concentrate on my breathing for a sec just to, because it was, wow. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Were you expecting this trip to the wine store to be yet another embarrassment of embarrassments? Well, the thing is, I, I figured my dad would talk with the staff a bit and say, where where would I find the, the Chardonnay, good sir, or whatever my dad uh -huh. says. So maybe they would say, oh, that would be on aisle 16 or I don't know, whatever. Maybe there would be a little bit of chit-chat, but it, it was only because this fellow Matt, who they knew, right. that there was this kind of opening for the small talk to begin with. I, w I wasn't necessarily expecting to be outed at Total right. Wine, but it was actually like the opposite of, of which wow. I don't even know what, yeah. Okay. Why do you suppose they took that opportunity to use the right pronouns for the first time? I say they, I, I mean he. Yeah. Well, I think it was that my dad sort of thought in his head, oh, it's mortifying and embarrassing when we out her in front of people she knows. That seemed to be the, the sort of very narrow yeah. understanding my dad has of embarrassment with regard to outing me. Mm -hmm. And so I guess he, he thought, well, let's not embarrass Ashley and, and say she. So that was, I mean, it, I, I totally don't, fully understand all the gears that are spinning in his head, sure. but I'm happy nonetheless that it happened. Well, when I saw it happen on Twitter, and given the things that you tweeted the night before, my conclusion was that your dad and your mom spent quite a while talking after they went to bed and decided to turn over a new leaf and, and try a new approach. And that was the first opportunity they had. Okay, I mean, I, th I think that, well, my mom, throughout the weekend was completely carefree with my name and pronouns. Right. So at no point did she really... She may have called me Snokespokes once or twice, but he was fairly rare. Hmm. Whereas with my dad, he would... He seemed to call me Snokespokes at least half the time. But in, anyway, so while we're at the store, he he, called, he said, gee, which was totally awesome. And I... I, I I wanted to just give him a big hug right right sure. then and there, but of course, I didn't want to draw attention to the fact that he just used yeah. the right pronouns for me because that would my dad knows where I live, isn't that great? <laughs> I know so but so it so happens that he he continued to talk with Matt for a little bit, and it just so happened that a sense or two later a he did slip in there, hmm. so I was like, hmm. ah, well, but at least hmm. that was the one I was thinking, and then. My dad did have that he slip in, but then once we continued about our shopping and that went about his way, my my dad sort of said to me, "Sorry, uh, missed one." So he he realized that he, he yeah. slipped up on one. That's remarkable. I know. I, it was just, what did you say? I'm just I was just in in disbelief because he. He's never called me by the right name, and I figured that would be that would happen far before he got the pronouns. I was thinking pronouns yeah. was going to be years away. Okay, but when it does happen, and then he says something like, "Sorry, I, I missed one there." That's a very important opportunity to give positive reinforcement. Right, and I think I said, "Oh, that's okay," or something like that, or I don't know what I said. Okay, I didn't have a, a proper chance to thank him there but i i did write him an email later okay. which i we can talk about in a little bit okay anyway we did our shopping at total wine 
and by this point it was probably two o'clock, so we thought, hey, we should go get some lunch. I heard about this new cafe sort of in the area, and like the other restaurant, is one I hadn't been to before, but I had heard good things about it. And so we went there, and it turns out the owner of the store is South African. And my parents, okay. they're also, they also grew up in South Africa. My, my parents noticed, for instance, the mural of Cape Town on the wall and said, oh, is the owner from South Africa? And, and, and the service said, oh, well, well, we'll send him over and you can chat a little bit. So, so the owner came to our table and just had more small talk. They were talking about, oh, where are you from? And this kind of thing. And my, my dad said, we live in, uh, North Carolina, but my, my child lives here. <laughs> yeah. my child which okay he didn't say my daughter admittedly but he didn't uh -huh. he didn't he got it right i mean in wow. in, a, in a sense i mean it was a little clunky in language but it wasn't it wasn't the other word yeah 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 so that's all the, right then i know that's cool that is cool and it's really great that he seems to at least understand that outing me in public is embarrassing. And it would just be mm -hmm. nice if he could um, understand that I would like female pronouns all the time. And not just right. when we're chit-chatting with some cafe owner from South Africa. <laughs> would you say that at least your dad has taken a few steps forward then? Or do you think that he was just pretending for the benefit of some strangers out in public? My dad, he seems to be taking steps forward in the sense that he he, he seems to have like a, a, a cause and effect understanding of things that, okay, X is embarrassing, so I won't do X. But okay. he doesn't seem to fully understand that this is who I am. I Because, for instance, after we got home after the cafe, he continued using male pronouns. So he doesn't seem to understand that, you know, I'm not one gender when we're out and another gender at home. I'm just, I'm just me. Right. And I can't say that it's because of the way you wrote the letter because it's, there's been plenty of letters and plenty of in-person conversations where you've expressed the, exactly what you just expressed. Right. You know, right. 24 seven. Yeah. In all contexts. Huh? Yeah. Odd. Are you regretful that you didn't plan a barbecue so that you could have tested that in more contexts? No. Okay. Well, just in the sense that, okay, so my dad got my pronouns right once, which I'm not, I don't mean to downplay that because it was really awesome that he got it the one time because he hadn't done it before. But at the same time, in the context of a barbecue, he would probably have messed it up at least a few times in there. Okay. And also it's 100 degrees outside. Well, that and as well... He could quite possibly mess up my name during the course of a barbecue. Sure, sure. Yeah. Because even if he seems to be trying in terms of pronouns, even if only a little bit, on the name, that's kind of a hit and miss kind of a thing. But anyway, so the tally for Saturday then? Wrong name, 14 times. Wrong pronouns, 6 times. Which is less than Friday, even though they were here for a full day on right. Saturday. But nonetheless, that's still a lot. Did you start a different category on your tally app for correct name and correct pronouns? If you're tallying the wrong ones, wouldn't it be fair to tally the right ones? 
Yes, that would also be fair. Although the the telling the right one, they just did mentally because those right. were um, zero and one respectively. Okay. Well, maybe for next time then. Yeah. Okay. So on 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 Sunday then, uh, which is the day where they were heading out, you may find some of the next anecdotes somewhat familiar, given some of the bits from earlier episodes. So we were we were standing out outside, putting their luggage in the car and stuff. And my dad sort of gestures in my direction and says, Oh, I got a new bag recently, and they say that it can fit an iPad. And and I said, um, well, I don't know if this holds an iPad, but also this is a purse. <laughs> a purse is a bag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about that makes any sense. I know! It's as if he keeps telling himself that... That's better than pouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yes, yes, yes. Almost anything is better than pouch for any reason. Wow. Yeah. It's as if he keeps... And they say that it can hold an iPad. Okay. Do we, was he talking about a messenger bag, a briefcase, um, something smaller? I'm guessing it was sort of a crossbody messenger bag type thing yeah. that my dad thought so that was that was kind of weird i mean it, it was funny to me given his previous pouchiness but at the mm -hmm. same time it's as if he was trying to convince himself that i was that it wasn't a purse or whatever i it's ridiculous to say maybe he can't tell the difference but uh maybe he wears his messenger bag over one shoulder instead of across diagonally and maybe and and my my well, the purse I was wearing at the time was a crossbody, so... But then again, oh, it's not... Oh, see, I didn't know those even existed. Are you serious? I thought one of the... No, really. I thought one of the definitions of purse was it goes over one shoulder and hangs on the same side. <laughs> not necessarily. And usually has a rounded bottom, or at least rounded corners on the bottom. Uh, that is, kind of that is true of many purses, but not all of them. Yeah. But mine hmm. is... I mean, it is distinctly a purse, but it is not. It it is crossbody. Okay, so that was weird. That was weird, and well, so on. But I I did write a letter to my dad. Well, a, an email rather, to be fair, mm -hmm. uh, on Monday, just thanking him for calling me by the right pronouns and such, because it really yeah. meant a lot to me. And I, uh, so I sent that to him, and he replied to me. He, he he writes, uh, and he says, um, You're very welcome. I was merely trying not to embarrass you in front of other Dallas people. Okay, so far so good. Even though Princey's kind of weird that he offered the caveat of in front of other Dallas people because mm -hmm. it would be embarrassing anyway. But then my dad continues, Even so, I must say that Mom and I still think of you as birth name. So there seems to be a disconnect somewhere because... That, that, that. Uh, let me ask you a hypothetical question, if you don't mind. Okay, sure. How? This isn't a hypothetical question. Okay. Is it especially important to you how they think of you, or is it more important to you how they address you when you're in the room, quote unquote? In the long term, I the the former is more for, important to me, but in the short term, I can live with the the latter, I guess. Okay. Even if they're just humoring me at first, even if they don't really understand why they're calling me Ashley, but if they were just right. doing it to placate me or what have you, that would not be ideal in the long run, but 
as a short-term thing, I could be okay with that. Given the alternative of just get tuned to call me my, by my birth name. What are you going to do now? That's kind of the tough part is that when, when they were visiting naturally, in some sense I had, or it felt like I had more leverage since on one hand I could give them the boot and say, hey, you should stay at a hotel, even though I would probably not want to do it's that. Not, I, don't, but, I don't know if they'd even really consider that a punishment. Do you think they would? They hmm. probably would in the sense if... if they would, uh, I mean, they'd know that they hurt your feelings. Certainly. Yeah, I mean, they would They would know that it was something I was doing as a consequence of things. Yeah, yeah. Especially because, I mean, they they had already unpacked stuff in my guest room. So there was, the, I mean, there was that. And, and also another angle that a couple of friends suggested is, is saying something like, you are guests in my house, and I would like you to uh, respect what I would like you to call me. Sure. And that does have some appeal, the whole I'm I'm hosting you as a guest kind of thing. Though my only qualm there is whether it might give them an out when I went to go visit them. That if I, if I phrase it in terms of you're a guest in my house, please call me by my name. I wouldn't want them to then turn around and when I'm visiting them say, well, you're a guest in our house and we're going to continue right. fucking up your name because whatever. Right. That's a fair concern. Right. I really value the friends I've made over Twitter, trans friends and other allies that yeah. a lot of them I've never met in real life, but they really do feel like just honest to goodness friends that they've really been supportive and encouraging. Uh, one person she mentioned at times, patience can be good, but at the same time, patience can also be overrated. Hmm. That... There's value in patience, but if it's if there's no progress, it's yeah. So maybe it's a matter of me being more of a jerk about it, or because for, for instance, a lot of what I would say over the weekend is, "Please don't call me that," mm -hmm. and then continued on with what they had asked me about or whatever. But I could say things like, um, "It's not okay for you to call me birth name," or yeah, or even just saying, "Please don't call me that." And then just pausing for a moment there to let it mm -hmm. sink in. or mm. Right. Or something like, that's not my name. Right. I could say, yeah. Yeah, that's not my or name. Or simply not responding. Right. Yeah. Which I think we, we talked about in the last season. Yeah. Or or my friend uh, Jen, who's from Chicago. Hi, Jen. Hi. She she mentioned the idea. Smart ass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> she, she mentioned a potential idea that if I'm talking to them over the phone and they call me by the wrong number, I... I could say, for instance, oh, did you want to try that again? Okay. Which may, which could go either way, because my parents are belligerent enough, they might just say no. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I would be like, uh, then what I do? Birth name doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> yeah. There's no one here by that name. But one thing I've been thinking about, though, is that I've thus far tried to be nice with my parents to the extent that I've been able as far as correcting them but not being a, a jerk about it but for instance when I go to visit them over Thanksgiving if we're having some drinks before dinner or whatever and if they call me by the wrong name in the past what I may have done is said something sort of off to the side privately but now no no more no more Mrs. Nice Girl because I I'm just mm -hmm. going to correct them in front of everyone. And if that's yeah. embarrassing for them, well, 
That's too bad. And in that situation, they'd be outnumbered anyway. Right. I'm not thinking of like a rumble on the street. I'm I'm just saying there are more people there who would call you Ashley. Right. Yeah. Including you and your brother and right. Uh, apparently, people that you met last time. Yeah. And one side benefit that occurred to me, as far as if I correct them in front of everyone else, is that it it may offer a subtle license to say, you know, you may correct my parents sure. because thus far. Either because my cousins and aunts and uncles, I mean, I mean, they've been good allies, but they have not corrected my parents to my knowledge. Mm, okay. I wonder if there's a neutral way of saying that, like, uh, this may need some workshopping, but something like, you know, if uh, if my mom and dad call me by the wrong name, you know, go ahead and correct them. They seem to be having some trouble adapting. Yeah. Because it's true, but it's also, it's not indicating that there's like a big fight going on. Right. I mean, that's kind of, as Obi-Wan would say, true from a certain point of view. If you want to make it real quick, you could teach me something ladylike. Sure. Yeah, we could do that. Yay. Okay. I have two jobbies. Yay, jobbies. Okay, right. So, okay, this first one is actually one that I heard about from Xana. Hi, Xana. Oh, yeah? Hey. Yeah. It's the famous Xana from Seattle. That's right. Yeah. And so this is... These are... I don't know if you can read this. Sephora, Sephora quick drawing, Sephora by OPI, nail color, drying drops. Hmm. So it's OPI, but Sephora, I don't know how that branding works, but hmm. you can buy, it's at Sephora. Anyway, you get, what you get in there is this little jobby and then like this little dropper doodad. Yep. And then naturally you just take off the top thing and, but I'm getting ahead of myself because what these are are quick drying drops for your nails and you can apply it after your top coat and you just basically put a drop on each nail okay and it does help them dry faster it um you maybe dry to the touch in 10 or 15 minutes percentage wise how much faster is that uh maybe a third of the time or okay. maybe faster than that it saves a third or it saves two-thirds it would be, say, 10 minutes versus half an hour. So whichever one okay. that is. It saves two-thirds. Yeah. They are very handy in that your nails can dry more quickly. Okay. And that's, hey, that sounds so, nice, doesn't it? The, the one downside yeah. is that, and I learned this from talking with my friend Chance, who is the husband of Katie. He's a chemical engineer. Yeah. And I was asking him about nail polish stuff, about why don't they just put chemicals in nail polish to make them all dry really quickly? Mm -hmm. And what he was saying was that you could do that, but the trade-off is that making them dry more quickly reduces their flexibility and increases their brittleness. Ah. So, mm. like, the you want some flexibility in your nail polish so that when your nails themselves bend a little bit, that the polish itself will just gently bend rather than crack. A little like the difference between hot fudge and magic shell. Sure, yeah. Oh, that is so delicious. God, did they still make that? I have, I have some over there. You have some? Uh, yeah. In fact, it's almost gone. Do they have a dark chocolate version? Probably, if they're not stupid. Yeah. I know they got flavors. Right. So anyway, okay, so the, the Sephora by OPI Quick Dry Drops, they, they do make your nails slightly more brittle, which in the long run means that you might get, say, I don't know, three or four days out of them instead of maybe four or five days. Although wow. okay. there's a, a large degree of variance depending on what you're doing with your nails. 
which say if you're just typing versus sitting on the beach or whatever, you know. Okay. <laughs> so given the option, if I have an evening set aside for doing nail stuff, and if I'm not in a big hurry, I will skip these because yeah. it can make your nails slightly more brittle, even if not a lot more brittle. Okay. Say if I've got a, a happy hour after work or something and I realize, oh, my nails are chipped and I just have to touch them up that afternoon and whatever, mm. then, yeah, I might I might use some of those because, heck, even if it only lasts three or four days, less that's plenty in the context of this happy hour after work kind of a thing. And what are they called again? These are called Sephora by OPI Nail Color Drying Drops. Drying drops. That's probably trademarked or, or something. Do you know if there's like a more generic way of describing that product? I, I don't see any trademark marks on here. Yeah. All right. But any, anyway, so yeah, you can just get these at uh, Sephora. And it's yeah. even though it's some weird co-branded like Sephora by OPI thing, which I don't know how that works. But I mean, OPI is a, a good reputable brand among nail polishes. So yeah. Right on. Yeah. Okay, so uh, second jobby. Ooh, right on. Yeah. Uh, you recognize these guys, little cotton balls? Oh, sure, you bet. Okay, so I learned this tip from Cinnamon. Hi, Cinnamon. Hello. She passed along a link to this technique, and this is for getting, removing your nail polish. And it purports that you can get your nail polish off in five minutes, which is actually a little bit optimistic, but it's still okay. pretty spiffy. So essentially what you do is you take your cotton ball and you unravel it. So it just kind of un huh. unravels like, it's like a cinnamon roll. Yeah, I never tried that. Interesting. I know. I never knew this either. So you unravel this guy, and then, but once you've got it un unraveled, then this is just what, a single con ball. You, you tear it down the middle so that you got two sort of long hot dog pieces out of it. So you got these two guys, and then you tear those off in chunks that are about, uh, about an inch long. So like, like this guy. Okay. And then once you've got all those, then you take your nail polish. Your nail polish remover, you mean. So take the cap off, and then you just pour some, maybe two-thirds away full, into the cap. And then what you do is then you take your little torn-off piece of cotton, and you don't want to dunk it in. You, don't, you, just, you just dip it in, and I believe it's capillary action, which will... Pull it up into the cotton swab. Hmm. You sort of dip in maybe a quarter of an inch. So what I've done here is I've just poured uh, water into this cap for the sake of example okay. because I don't actually want to remove my polish. Oh, okay. Which, if you're curious, oh, do you want to guess what the name is? You probably won't. This is one. It's called <laughs> Fantasy, except it's S E A at the end. So I guess it's like some kind of ocean theme something something. Sure. Anyway, so you got, you, you got this thing dunked, and then let's see if I can sort of reverse it. So here's my thumb, and you just kind of press it on there. And you can see I've got the jobby stuck on there because it's, yeah. it's wet and so on. And so essentially what that does is you, you just you do this on all of your nails, and you kind of feel like a pretty wampa because you've got all this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a pretty wampa. Okay, so those, those just sit for maybe a minute or two, and essentially you're nail polish will just be soaking in your uh, acetone or your other okay. nail polish remover. Sure. And, of course, one advantage with this that I only became aware of in the post that Cinnamon passed along is that you're not abrasively rubbing your nails. So mm -hmm. it's essentially letting the acetone do the work without having the 
the friction against your nails that could damage them. Okay. So I didn't know that that could damage them. It's the rubbing with the cotton swab. It's the it's the pressure of yeah the the friction okay. and so on. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So and so and but you've tried it. I have tried this, and then so this sits now. Imagine you have to put on all your nails, and then you just you take one of the other torn off pieces, and you just uh, push down, and then uh, pull upward from the bed of the nail to the tip. And that was another thing I learned that you always want to go with the grain, as it were. You don't want to go mm -hmm. side to side because that can further okay. chip your nail. Wow. And if possible, you want to go from the the bed of the nail to the tip when you're pushing. Sure. And well, right. if you've done it right, you'll be able to get off your whole nail's worth of nail polish in one swoop, which is super handy. The only potential downside with this is that under under old school systems, I mean, you'd have your cotton swab, which you would sort of dip in the polish, and then you'd rub, 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 and it would kind of gradually come off onto your cotton swab. But in, under this system, you've got essentially a whole nail's worth of nail polish on this little piece here yeah. and basically because it's been soaking in your nail polish remover it, it more or less liquefies your nail polish okay so all that is to say that when you're taking this off if you happen to hit your knuckles with this okay. piece of yeah uh cotton swab you'll get like a big swath of semi-liquefied nail polish that could be gross kind of and it's sort of at the end of the thing anyway you can you may end up just taking like when he spare little strips, dipping it in, and then just if you ended up with some whatever, yeah. Sure. Cleaning outside the lines, sure. Right, right. But on top of that as well, when you're removing these, depending on just how much nail polish remover you've dunked in this thing, that because it's kind of liquefied, it can't even, in, in rare cases, sort of drip off. Mm -hmm. So just make sure that maybe you're doing this over top of a... For instance, a glass tabletop, which if you get okay. nail polish on, wipes off very easily. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was jobby number two. And that actually works really well. That's probably going to be my go-to sort of technique for removing nail polish. Actually, that's good to know. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, I'm looking forward to next time. Yeah, so am I, Jay. Yeah. Good night, sweetie. Bye, Jay. Bye, Jay.